You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Hey, 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 welcome back listeners to another week about sex education. Just kidding, not yeah. sex education. Just sex. You know what's funny? It's funny you say sex education because I was on, I think Twitter earlier. I forget what I was reading. It was some kind of maybe meme or a thread or something. And people were talking about where they learned their sex edu- education. Because I think someone was like, um, do you get pregnant by... Uh, you know, it was something stupid. But then the girl was like, oh, yeah, I went to Catholic school. So that's why I have no real education about sex. I don't know how it works or anything like that. She was making a joke. But it just has <laughs> me thinking about, you know, I didn't really get sex, sex education in school. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Hmm. One guess who I got it from, who came into the school to teach it. I think I think it was your mom. It was definitely my mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, I, she, uh, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. She worked for Planned Parenthood at the time and she was in charge of the education department. And she came into all the schools, elementary schools and middle schools, high schools, didn't matter what age, and taught a class to every, to every age about Mm -hmm. sex education and she made it very appropriate for whatever age we're at. So if we were pre puberty, then Mm -hmm. that's what she talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember in middle school, her talking about sex and using condoms and the importance of not getting pregnant. But yeah, my mother is the one who taught me sex education through school. I mean, Mm. obviously we talked about it at home too. Of course. Yeah. That's actually kind great. of cool. I mean, it was super cool. <laughs> were you ever embarrassed though to like, oh, that's my mom up there talking yes. about? Se- yeah, okay. So what usually happened when I got to late middle school, high school age, boys started to think that just because my mother was coming in to talk about sex ed, that meant that I was promiscuous. <laughs> I don't know why they thought those two were related. Boys are stupid. No yeah, offense. No but, offense, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> but to be fair, boys are young and mm. naive and you just talk about sex and they get an erection. So they just were misinformed. Luckily, I was a pretty independent kid and could hold my own. So, and I was not promiscuous at that age. So it was okay. <laughs> what age were you when you lost your virginity? Do you want to share? Uh. Yeah, no, that's, I was really young. (laughs) I think I was 14 when Mm. I lost my virginity to a boy who was the town bad boy. And he was much older than me. I think he was like three years older than me. He is still like the town bad boy who's probably Mm. knocked up like a half a dozen women by this point. Last I knew, I think he had four kids from four different ladies. I mean, I'm sorry, but hot. (laughs) (laughs) Those are usually those are usually the exact guys that gay men want to have sex with. The guys that have like kids all over town with women. <laughs> They're like fuck boys. Like yeah, I want to suck him off. It's like, oh my. <laughs> um, luckily I no longer am attracted to that type. So 
There's that. I mean, they're good for fun. I mean, today's yeah. show, we're going to talk about different ways to get off. And I mean, that's it. Okay. So, okay. I've always had this like weird theory that if you're in a relationship, a lot of times, okay, you can choose to be monogamous and you, you've come to that agreement. And, but if you do have an open relationship, most likely I would think that if you are having sex with someone on the side, it's usually those type of people, you know, fuck boys and fuck girls, people you would never take home to your mom, people you would never really have a serious thing with, but literally you just, you know, you go to them for like two to four hours of fun, depending on how rich you are, maybe if a weekend of fun, if they're an escort or something, which I'm not advocating for. But I, I I feel like in life, there are two kinds of people or three kinds. Remember that game? Fuck, marry. I think. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, what marry, or date. And it's like you look at someone and says, OK, would you fuck her, him? Or would you marry him or her? Or would you date him or her? And really, if you think about it, all of your exes, like think about all of your exes, the serious and the not so serious, they kind of sort of fit in one of those three categories, right? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Everyone fits into a category. Yes. Yes, yes. definitely. Yes. There's a reason that we played that game because there is legitimacy there. There there's is that person that you just casually date. There's that mm-hmm. person that you get into a long-term relationship for potential marriage or life partner. And mm-hmm. there's that person that you just fuck. That's all you do. You just have sex. You just have sex. And I think a lot of times, some people, we don't want to point out anyone, but some people get confused and they try to marry the people that you have sex with. But it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what you're supposed to do. And I think that's what this show is (laughs) kind of sort of about, getting you not to choose those. But again, that's not what this show is about. No, but seeing you did bring it up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you went there. So we're going to go there. Mm -hmm. And... You know, when I think of my own personal, and and I know like I don't usually like to share too much of my personal, but you know, for the sake of this conversation, I have a really clear boundary. So obviously, because this is what I do for a living, I know where that boundary sits. And I can usually tell right away when I'm dating someone, oh, this guy's just gonna be a fuckboy, or this guy. I want to have a relationship with, or this guy, he's just going to be a casual relationship, but I don't think there's going to be anything long-term. Yeah. But I always have that, that fuck boy on hand. Mm-hmm. I'm, I hate to say on call because it sounds like I'm using him, but I'm not because he's quite aware that that is the situation between us. Yeah. We've had that conversation. And I think that is something really important to mention that if you have your hookup, your friend with benefits, whatever you want to call it, as long as you both are on the same page and you've had the conversation and you both understand that this is the boundary around this relationship, we are sex only. We are not long-term. We're not going to get married. We're not going to even date. (laughs) (laughs) To have that understanding is really, really important to make sure that it's really clear. And that was the the only point that I really wanted to make with that. No, but I think that's a good point. And you actually had me thinking a little bit more about it and how in a way, let's you're single. um, And I'm not pointing that as a negative or anything, but to have that in your life is an advantage because, you know, 
while you're in the pursuit of what you desire, it is good to have those people in your life that is just for that. You don't muddy up the, the, uh, the relationship waters. Yeah. You don't merge them into other places. Like you don't bring them into your personal life. You don't bring them into your work life. They literally just stay right mm-hmm. where you need them. And you said before, you, you feel like you're using the person it, or it may come off like that, but no, it's not. It's a mutual agreement right. to get each other off. And what better? I mean, I remember some situations and this may sound a little bit too much, but mm-hmm. I've had guys in the past where literally <laughs> the agreement was I walk in, they're already there waiting for me. I come in, I, you know, I fuck them. And then I leave. And that was a that mutual agreement. Exactly. There was no conversation. We knew each other. We, uh, it wasn't like a deep relationship, but we were sexually attracted to each other. We got each other off to the, to whatever extent that may be. And that was it. I didn't want to date them. I didn't want to like work relationship. I didn't want to like start networking with them. That was all it's for. And it helps. And I think for single people, if you have that, don't try to date your fuck buddy. It is a huge no. mistake. And huge. I'm huge. so glad that you say that because huge. I don't know how it is for men, but I know for women, a lot of times that happens. Mm-hmm. They go into a situation very well knowing that this is sex only. And then all of a sudden they try to flip the script on a guy and he's confused. He doesn't understand Mm -hmm. what's happening and she's trying to date him. And she Mm -hmm. thought that sex would lead to dating, Mm -hmm. which it does not. And I'm going to say this one more time, ladies, so that you can hear this. I want you to hear me, women who are in a heterosexual relationship. Sex does not lead to a relationship for men. Mm -hmm. It does for women. When women have sex, it releases oxytocin and they bond. For men, it does the exact opposite. Yeah. So stop trying to get guys to commit to you or to be in a relationship with you through sex. Withhold sex, then he'll commit to you. Then you can have your relationship. Yeah. But I'm telling you, he is not going to commit to you through sex. Yeah. I mean, it's... Those of you listening, you've probably heard it before. We're not talking about playing the games because, you know, now with a lot of millennials and people younger than us, they like to play the play it cool game. I'm not that interested. We're not talking about that. We're more specifically talking about withholding from sex because men are very primal in a way. We like to go after things. And honestly, if you let's be real, if for a man, if he gets it right away, He's moving on. He's lost interest. There's nothing more for him to learn. He's already conquered you. It's a little bit in your face, but it's, it's in a way it's true only because of, I guess, testosterone. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but a biological thing. So if you want to know more about it, I suggest reading here. We go again, reading like this whole season's all about reading. I love reading. Don Masler's book called men chase women choose. Mm-hmm. by Dawn Masler. She wrote this most amazing book. She has a TED talk on YouTube as well. If you just type in Dawn Masler, you can find her TED, her TED talk. It is so enlightening. I saw her TED talk and I had to read her book. And now I'm obsessed with this poor woman because she comes from coaching 
date coaching from a biological point of view, because that is her master's degree is in biology. And it is downright brilliant because she talks about how women during sex, our oxytocin level, our bonding hormone skyrockets. Mm-hmm. But for men, it does the exact opposite. So it sucks because for some reason, men and women just were never designed to be on the same page ever, right? Mm-hmm. Women hit their sexual peak in their 30s and 40s. Men hit their sexual peak in their 20s. Mm-hmm. We just can never be on the same page. So maybe that's just proof we were never designed to be heterosexual. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. We might get a little pushback on that. That's for sure. <laughs> That's just straight up frustration right there. No, but there's a good point to that. Let's take sexuality out of it just for just a moment because the show is about sex. Mm -hmm. Um, Naturally, we usually gravitate towards our own gender. Whatever gender that is we identify with, we go towards that. And that's where we feel most comfortable. Women with women, men with men, transgender men with transgender men, transgender women just in general to feel platonically. Mm -hmm. I think, and even when I look at like friendships, like how passionate we love our friends, like female friendships and even the bromance has started to become a thing. Right. I don't know. I'm not saying everyone, maybe everyone is bisexual. Maybe everyone is low key gay. I think everyone that the sexual spectrum is just wide. I think at the end of the day, it depends on the energy. Like mm-hmm. I've seen, I, I don't know how far I would go when it comes to having sex with a woman, but I have been sexually attracted to a woman. I don't know what that means. You know, does that mean, oh, I'm straight and I'm really just hiding it to be gay because I, I don't know. We all don't know. But what I do know is I love my husband and my relationship with my husband feels good. I don't feel like I'm mm-hmm. forcing anything with him. And maybe with you, with a man, you don't feel like you're forcing anything when you're intimate with him. So I do think love and sex is a spectrum for sure. I agree completely. I think yeah. we're just we're just starting to explore it. Mm-hmm. I don't think as a society, we're quite ready to dive into it, but I really do hope that we are at least open to exploring the different possibilities. And I know that I don't even know half of the information that's out there about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I try and keep myself pretty well educated with it, but I, I think the first thing that we have to do is just be open to whatever someone is attracted to they're attracted to mm-hmm. that's just it is what it is it, 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 there's nothing really more to it right and i see all kinds of people walking I mean, we all people watch and we see all walks of life and we see some people single some people not single some people happy some people not happy again let's go back to the spectrum whatever it is it could be anything it can make you happy so that being said, what are some ways that you've been able to get off sexually that you've been gravitating towards mostly as an adult? You know, I think it was probably in my 20s that I really explored using a vibrator and really got the hang of it. 
and understood that there were things that a vibrator could do that no man could ever do. Mm-hmm. No partner could ever do. And for a while, I think I struggled with the idea of having this expectation that my partner can arouse me or get me off the way that my vibrator would. And uh, it was recently, I saw one of those stupid ads on social media of like this brand new vibrator that came out that does all these extra things. And Mm -hmm. it's like magic. And I... I fell for it and I was like, I have to buy it. So I bought it and it was like, whoa, you're right. No man can ever do half the shit this vibrator does. Mm -hmm. It is mind blowing. With that said, I understand that the way that I orgasm through a vibrator or self-stimulation is always going to be different from the way that I orgasm with a partner. Yeah. So I think that was important for people to realize and I'd love to know, Kanan, what you think as far as men, how men feel about that, well, before whether I, it's the same. Before I answer that, this question just came into my head and I, and I want to get your opinion. Do you feel slightly freer during a self-simulation versus sex with another person? Well, yes, yes. Okay. That's fair. Yes, I, I'm more at ease mm-hmm. if something happens there's nothing to be embarrassed about yeah my face my body like it can do whatever the fuck it wants it doesn't matter nobody else is there exactly and i think that's why it is so important to like be able to masturbate on your own and be able to get off your own because i've had toys too that it's not like a person i think i I don't know if I've told this in another show or maybe we were talking about this at a pre-show or planning show, but I remember my mother found my dildo one time and did we talk about this yet? We did, but I think we talked about it on a planning like, so it's not recorded anywhere. So it's please not... share with our listeners. Okay. want to know. So, you know, when I was younger, I was a teenager. I was starting to come into my own realizing I was gay, I guess. I don't know. And I started to play around with things like, you know, brooms and uh, different, you know, uh, penis shaped vegetables, I guess you would say. And one time she actually found a dildo of mine and I, she would always say, you know, I clean your room, but I don't see anything in your room, but yet she finds everything that I hide. Um, so she found a dildo one time and she wrote a letter and a little index card and left. I think I still have it somewhere. I, I have it here. Yeah. I had to keep it. It was ridiculous. And she says, there's nothing like the real thing. Love mom. And I was just like, you know, <laughs> she is onto something. But that being said, I think with sex toys, they're a great enhancement to, to like, you know, intimacy with another person, whether you introduce it with the person or just do it by yourself. I think it's important to like find things that you like on your own that feel good. I'm always trying to get my husband to masturbate more. I hope our family, I mean, if our family listens to this and they're like, Oh my God, this is so too much, but (laughs) I'm just being real. I think masturbation is important at all ages. Well, as, as long as, yeah it's important important, as an adult as an adult is it important to do it's important to explore what feels good or what doesn't feel good wait wait wait. not even as an adult i want to backtrack that because i think it's really important we're talking about masturbation we're not talking about 
having an orgasm with an, another person there, mm-hmm. even as a child, when you are starting to become curious about the body, mm-hmm. masturbation, I think, is extremely important. Mm-hmm. It's more important that you have an adult that can help guide you. And I don't, I mean, like I had my mother yeah. who I could go and talk yeah. to and ask questions. Like she didn't yeah. tell me how to masturbate. I figured that yeah. shit out on my own. Yeah. But I mean, like, that'd be fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that if I was curious about something, I could go and ask her and ask, you know, simple questions. What about this? What about that? You know, she's the one who taught me where everything was. Yeah. She had all these books in the house that See, that's really, what my mom did. Yeah. She gave and I me think the, that's was, important. I wish I still had that. That would be like a nice thing to show on this show. But I remember when I was a preteen, she gave me this. It was a cartoon book about all the stages of puberty, what your body will go through. I mean, it was unisex. So it had both males and female anatomy in it. So it was like what pe- different penises look like, what different vaginas and breasts look like. What is masturbation? How do babies happen? And all the science of it all. Do you it was remember called that? Where, do, where do babies come from was the name of the book. Is it? Wait, let me look it up yes. online right now. Cause where do babies it come from? Was Dude. my favorite book. My mom read it to me all the time. I don't know. I was fascinated by the science behind it. Mm-hmm. And I tried to find the book because I wanted a copy of it. It's out of print and it is impossible to find. I couldn't find Wait, it. Wait, yes, that I th- mm, it, the cover looks similar, but on the inside, was it all like drawings of yes. Of people, there's yes. also it's this... designed for younger kids to understand yeah. what the boy and the girl body does and what it goes through. And then as an adult, it you know, I think there's like a page where it had like chicken and the egg, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think these books are great if you're not gonna talk to your fucking kids about sex, definitely give them like some kind of cartoon book because honestly, it is 2021. There is mm-hmm. TikTok. There is YouTube. If you are not telling your kids about, they're finding it somewhere else. They are finding, and then you don't want to know how that. Because let me re- backtrack a little. When I was a teenager coming out, yeah, there are books like The Joy of Gay Sex had existed, but you know you kind of had to be an adult to buy it unless you were going to Borders or Barnes and Nobles or something. There wasn't Amazon where you could just order shit online. Yeah. So the other thing was porn. You know, you sneak to New York City or you sneak from your dad's collection some porn and you start looking at that. And that's how I think a lot of young males honestly mm-hmm. learn about sex. Learn I think so, too. Whether it comes from I don't know if I think men are a little bit more in tune as to how babies come about. But as when it comes to pleasuring themselves and other women or other men, they definitely get a lot of cues from sex. And I'm only saying that because of my experiences having sex with men, a lot of them act like porn stars and the way mm-hmm. they get off is like a porn star. And I'm just like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Have you explored yourself sexually enough to not get off this way? I'm not judging it. It's just, you know, it's strange. Maybe I am judging it. No, you're on to it. I think you're, you're spot on with it. We learn when we're younger from, if we don't have a parent to teach us properly, Mm -hmm. then we learn by media, 
by what our friends say, but what we find underneath our parents' bed Ugh. because why did all the dads keep their porn stash underneath the bed? Right under know. the bed. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. So whether it was Hustler magazine mm-hmm. or it was <laughs> in my era, VHS tapes. <laughs> we had those too. I still found some when we went back to clean up the, at my parents' house after my dad died. I found some of his old VHS. Oh, no. I was like, Lord, I didn't give that up completely. <laughs> but when you watch that and that is the bar for sex that's all Mm -hmm. you know yeah then you start to get into your teen years or your early 20s whatever age you start to engage in sexual activity Mm -hmm. and that's what you think partners want yeah and boy are you flipping wrong (laughs) yeah you cannot rely on hollywood to teach you about sex or even porns because it's just honestly it's these writers just coming with these wild ideas and exaggerate it like we've seen entertainment it's entertainment i think we should definitely take a step back when it comes to our sexuality and really explore because it's almost like your fingerprint it's different for every Mm-hmm. single person. Yes. No two people Absolutely. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, and no two people like the same thing cuz I was going to bump us into the conversation of oral because I feel like this is a really good one for us to talk about as far as what men like, what women like and mm-hmm. what we give. Mm-hmm. But nobody is the same when it comes to oral sex. Yeah. And yes, I know I recommended a book in the pre-show on face on our Facebook live. Um, for any of our listeners who didn't see that, I recommended the book, uh, She Comes First by Ian mm-hmm. Kern. And I think it's very important for men to understand that if you are in a heterosexual relationship with a woman, you need to read this book. It's mm-hmm. really important that you understand that there are many ways to stimulate a woman and to get her off orally, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. everyone is different. And I've learned that from giving Mm -hmm. oral sex and realizing that I need to read the cues of my partner. One partner may like one thing and the other partner may not. I'll give you an example. I can't believe I'm doing this. (laughs) Have you ever given an icy blowjob? Um, no, yes, I have. I have tried it at least once. Where you like stick ice cubes in your mouth Mm -hmm. and yeah. So it's challenging to do it with the ice cubes in the mouth, but you can, you got to get the mouth really, really, really cold. You rub Mm -hmm. the ice cube a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the reason for doing that is because it increases the blood flow to the penis Mm -hmm. and will make the penis as hard as it can get. Mm-hmm. which is really exciting for men or women. I don't for both. I mean, it's pretty exciting when the, when you feel the person getting like really fucking hard, like you can feel it. That's pretty exciting. Yes. Yeah. I think so too. I get really excited when my partner's really excited mm. and I had a partner that loved it. Like he loved when I would do that. And then mm-hmm. I had another partner that fucking hated it. I don't think he enjoyed it as much. I just don't think he cared yeah. or at least he didn't act very excited. So then yeah. I didn't care. And it was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, yeah. I guess I'll have to find something different. Yeah. I've noticed with every single one of my partners as well, sex is always different. Like not, not no two of my past lovers, whether it was casual or not, 
Mm-hmm. The sex has been the same. Right. Some, I, I mean, I still have my top five of the best that I've <laughs> ever had, but none are the same. Every man is completely different. And I would think I haven't had sex with the one. My husband calls me a platinum gay because I was born C-section and I've never done anything with a woman in my life. So it's just like, I've just never... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, you're a platinum gay. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck ever. But that being I said- I love that. You're a platinum, platinum gay. Oh my God. It's That's too great. much. Everybody's different. I'm kind of the same way. Like I've, I think men with larger penises tend to enjoy, not to say that I have a small penis, but I've noticed that men with larger penises seem to enjoy oral sex more, a lot more than other people. <gasps> Oh, I'm having a mind blowing experience right now. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely what it was. Like, yeah, that's every, you, every one oh of my, my exes that had a large penis loved blowjobs. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's because, I mean, for me, I'm average. And I think maybe for them, the nerve endings are a little bit further away from their body or something. I don't fucking know, but it seems well, to be- Well, the nerve endings are in just underneath like the head. Yes, but it's much further away from like, like there's more length, you know? I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know if it- Maybe because of the length of the penis, there's more blood. It desensitizes certain things a little. I would think- I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just like coming with shit off the top of my fucking head. But I also think that maybe with some circumcised men, they are much more sensitive than uncircumcised men. I don't know if that plays into it as well. But like I said before, I do notice that men with larger penises tend to enjoy oral sex a lot more. Um, It is so funny. You're right. The men that I've been with that were larger were the ones who always loved oral. Loved it. And did it also take them a while to get off? Uh, not always. No. No, not necessarily. No, okay. But they appreciated oral sex more so than the mm, average size guys I've been with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder is does is it does it have anything to do with maybe confidence, maybe feeling like oh, is it could possibly I I don't think she likes this or he likes this as much as they would if this was bigger. So, is it like a manifestation of low self esteem? I don't know because I'm pretty sure the guy with the larger penis is like yeah, praise it. I because Put your mouth around there it. <laughs> is a such thing as big dick energy and i know yes. people like to joke about it but guys with bigger pieces tend to walk around life with a little bit slightly more confidence than the rest of yes. like yeah there's a guy they know they know like there's they a difference know. between those guys and a guy that's a napoleon complex where they feel small and they have to overcompensate which is why they get big cars and loud things and they're noisy and they're always fighting but the guys with the larger penises usually tend to be calm and more assertive and chill and just want to be pleased I'm just making shit up, but this is just a wild observation <laughs> that no, I've had over my years. Like, I mean, some are a little bit fucked up. Like the bottom guys that I've known that I have larger penises tend to be a little bit more all over the fucking place. But the guys that were tops, 
we're always usually more, yeah, please me. Wow. Now, hmm. I want to ask you this, because in the gay world is different. And I know maybe for lesbians is different too. I mean, uh, most of my lesbian friends in the past, they loved oral sex. Like it was like, it was practically a, a pastime, you know, what do you do when you're not at work? I eat vagina. Oh, okay. Um, but well, think about it. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. But that being said, I have so many straight female friends that you'd start to talk about dick and they're like, oh, get that nasty shit away from me. My husband always wants me to suck it. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. Don't put that shit near me. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to suck it. I'm just like, that's odd. Because I would think if if you are a straight woman, it's like smother me in your dick. I don't know. So when I hear some people say that, is it, I don't like it? Is it, I hate it that much? And I, but I still love men. I just don't want to put that in my mouth. Like, mm-hmm, what do you think mm-hmm. that is? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things there. Uh, I think it's a combination of bad experiences. Okay. I think a lot of women have had bad experiences with men grabbing behind their head, grabbing their hair or forcing their head. It's, I get that a man, it's giving a blowjob is, is for him, but at the same time, you don't need to degrade women doing it. Yeah. You don't need to pull her hair if that's not something she likes. You don't need to force her head onto it further because everyone has a different gag reflex. Mm-hmm. And whether or not she spits, swallows, or doesn't even allow you to come in her mouth needs to be a conversation. Yeah. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not, it's not great, but you don't have it in the moment. You have it ahead of time before you even get into the moment, because there are a lot of women out there who do not want you coming in their mouth. And you know what? I'm sorry, guys. That's their choice. That is their choice. Yes. I remember one time I have offended a guy because I didn't swallow. I was like, maybe in my early twenties, I went into Queens somewhere. It was just, it was like some rich old white dude, not old, but rich, whatever. Um, I like in his penthouse, I'm giving him a blowjob. He comes to my mouth and I like basically walk away in my jeans around my ankles. You know, that, that two step mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. to do. Yep. <laughs> so embarrassing. He couldn't wait for me to leave at that point. I went in the bathroom and then laughed. I was like, it was so funny. That was really nice of you to do that in the bathroom and not spit it on him. People do that? That's rude. Oh my God. Women do it all the time. They spit it on the guy like where? On his on his stomach. Just above. Ladies. To be fair, some men get off no. on it. Okay. Unless the guy is... I was going to come back to another point that you made about the gag reflex. Mm-hmm. I'm a gay man. I love sucking dick when I do do it. This show, I'm giving... This is a part of my history now, I guess. But <laughs> Oh, the Christ. show. Anyway, so um, I enjoy doing it too. I do not like it when someone forces it because that's not fun. You start no. to tear up. It mm-hmm. hurts. Sex is supposed to be pleasurable. Unless right. you're into For some pain. For both painful- partners. Yes. Yes. 
Like my husband is into that. Sometimes he likes to make me choke on it. And he's for some weird reason, he gets off on that a little, like watching me like suffer a little with that. I don't know what that is. Maybe we should have a conversation anyway. But (laughs) (laughs) no, some men are into that. He's not Mm -hmm. the only one. There's a lot out there. You mentioned like the grab the hair and force it. Is it a porn thing? Is it something that feels good? I will say as someone that performs it, I don't fucking like that all the time. I don't mind a little bit of dominance, but that is one area I have zero tolerance for dominance. Yeah. I won't do it again. You could like die. Can you imagine? I have a really bad gag reflex to begin with. Yeah. So for me, like, it's just, it's uncomfortable. But for a lot of women, it's a control issue. It Uh. scares them. Uh, he's taken control and now i i'm heightened in fear rather sexual stimulation or arousal so you've taken a moment where you could have been arousing your partner while she's giving you oral sex and instead instilled fear in her and talk about a mood killer (laughs) yeah you know you say that and i will say and this is going to sound naive of me so i'm going to preface it with that it what a shame our society has come to where a woman or a man who is more submissive can't fully submit to that energy because I'm not going to lie to you. There is something about submitting to that kind of testosterone that masculine energy that i'm going to take you and pound you out until whatever happens, there is something said to submitting to that energy that is very sexy. And it's a shame that some people, women mm-hmm. or, or, or people, individuals that don't feel as strong, feel that their life can be threatened in that moment when it's just purely sexual. Because we've seen it in movies where, you know, a man goes too far, he chokes the person, they die. You don't want that to happen. But it's clearly just, not. Clearly not. That's just it's 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 a shame that you can't fully engage in that energy without the fear of mm-hmm. death or being severely hurt. Right. And and I think that's part of the fear that women end up having is that vaginal sex okay, it's one thing you have more control, mm-hmm. you're face to face, your legs are, are wrapped around him or whatever. But mm-hmm. when you are giving oral sex, there is a um, control difference, mm-hmm. right? Um, when he is giving oral sex to her, she's in control. But when she is giving oral to him, He's in control. Is he though? She could bite his dick. She could, but I don't, I don't know. Women really wrap their brain around it like that. Well, you really should, because honestly, in that situation, teeth don't feel good on a dick. So if you bite even just slightly, he's backing the fuck up. So keep that in mind, ladies. (laughs) 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 A little pressure, he'll back the fuck up. (laughs) Right. But I think women are concerned more of if you bite a little bit, is he going to knock you out? That, yeah. See, then again, it goes back to what I said a few moments ago. It's sad. That mm-hmm. Even these two things even come into the conversation. Oh, just bite his dick if he gets too aggressive. Oh, but what if he punches you? Right. 
But not to go down that rabbit hole, no. back to your original question, that's, I think, one issue of why some women don't like to give oral. But I mm-hmm. think there's also the lack of education around it. Mm-hmm. I think not understanding how, like how to do it. OK, how to yeah. how to please someone, how, mm-hmm. you know, learning how to give oral. You know, I talked about this book about how men should learn how to go down on women, but women need to learn how to give oral to men as well. It goes both ways for sure. It absolutely does. I just don't have a good book to recommend for it at all. I don't either, but there's been plenty. I think you said it earlier in the show, visual cues. Oh yeah. How I learned. Yeah. If you're doing something to your partner and they're showing this feels good, then you're doing mm. something good. But if they're sitting or starting to stiff up and, you know, look uncomfortable, mm, mm-hmm. maybe do you should some change. research. Just yeah. go online and do a little research about mm. giving the perfect blowjob or whatever. Mm. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like when I was younger, I watched porn to learn how to give a better blowjob. I also talked to my girlfriends. What are you mm. doing? What are you doing? Mm. Are you good at it? Do you like doing it? You know, mm. women are able to have these open, detailed conversations where men don't necessarily talk in detail the way that women do. Mm -hmm. So take advantage of the fact, ladies, that your girlfriends will talk details with you and find some girlfriends to talk about this and ask them. Yeah, Your girlfriends are there to support you. They love you. They want to support you. They don't want to judge you. So ask them questions and you know, watch a little bit of porn. Yeah. I feel like out of everyone, women love to share information with you. There's this misconception that you all are out to like cut each other off at the knees or whatever the case may be. But I've noticed most of my female friends or female acquaintances love to share working information, good information, helpful. (laughs) I've even seen girls give their enemies, you know, a helping hand. So I do notice that with the sisterhood of women, sometimes at the end of the day, they don't want to see another female suffering, you know, which is why I wish men were like that. Yeah. There's the locker room talk, but it's so surface. It's so Mm -hmm. superficial. It it doesn't really get like uh, the amount of guys. Yeah, I banged her. Did you bang her? Yeah, I banged her. How was it? It it was good. She had a good bod. What is that? Okay. That doesn't help at all. And I, I know so many guys that rely on that. And it's just like, man, if you guys could just open up and talk to each other about what what sexuality means to you. It's not gay if you're sitting talking about, you know, the things that you've done with your females that you like. For some weird reason, uh, some straight men think that it's gay just to even talk about certain types right. of sex with their male friends. It's okay to say, oh yeah, I fucked her and her and her and her. But to get into the details of what you did with her and her and her, they think that's too much, you know, which mm-hmm. is weird. Then there's this few that like to watch porn together. It's It's all fucked up. At the end of the day, I do think naturally we all should talk about sex more. What gets us off because it's, you'd be surprised. Like the one thing I was surprised about the most when we're talking about different things that get you off is how many straight men outside of gay men are into anal pleasure. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, penetrating Mm -hmm. another partner anally, but just mouth to anus. Or a little thumb around the rim. Or a little thumb or anything. And 
it's sad that if a guy is doing that with his girlfriend, he automatically starts to question his sexuality. Oh man, she was playing with my asshole and it felt kind of good. You know, I got rock hard off of it. This is me that I'm gay. No, it means you did something with your girlfriend that you really fucking liked and it got you off a little bit. Don't make an issue out of it. Exactly. And, yeah. It, it, when it comes to the different things that get you off, don't judge what gets you off. Right. Right. Because it's not what's arousing to you. It's who you're with. Yeah. The act is just the act. Pretty much. I've been with guys who have been ass men and Mm -hmm. they just love the ass, everything related to the ass. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily make them gay. Mm -hmm. They just really appreciate the ass and it's exciting. And It ha- it, the act is just the act. Whatever arouses you doesn't define you. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing to take from this episode. Those of you listening to us, who we've talked about many, 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 many things in this episode. <laughs> we talked about oral sex. We've, we touched a little bit on vaginal sex. because We talked about it a lot in our show. And I feel like people kind of know about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when it comes to what gets you off, I think, don't first of all don't be timid in what gets you off because life is too fucking short if you like some kinky fucking shit do it just find someone that wants to do it with you it's all about consent it's all about being mutual about things Mm -hmm. but do it i mean you never know speaking of which we were at a party yesterday and i love all kinds of clothing and whatnot i'm going to show you a picture so we have a friend she's an old hollywood not old but she's a former soap opera star so we get to their house and she gives us a gift and we're like what the fuck hopefully she doesn't listen she's like oh my god how they i actually did like her gift she gave us a corset i have never dressed in i used to like wear my mom's stuff when i was a little kid like i would put on her Uh skirts maybe put on her heels and stuff but i've had directors assume that i was a drag queen but i'm not a drag queen i I don't have weird feelings about it, but I did put on a corset today. And there's something very sexy about putting on different clothes. So I'm going to share a picture of myself in this corset. Oh my goodness. I know our listeners cannot see this. Right? If you could see this, damn, I want that kind of body. Right? I want to look like that in a corset. Shit. I'm I'm not going to lie. I masturbated after I did this because I was like, yo, this is kind of hot. Now I, yeah. I, I'm into leather. Like I like leather harnesses, leather pants and all that shit like that. I like a lot of like sportswear. I like army wear and very overly masculine stuff. So today was kind of the first time I explored with something kind of feminine. And I'm not coming out on the show saying, I think you guys are going to be a drag queen. It's not that, but <laughs> it just goes to show you never know what can turn you on if you just explore yeah. yourself sexually. Don't get scared of it. Don't think that it's bad. It's just, it's another layer to who you are Mm -hmm. sexually as a person. It's okay to be open to try something new and Mm -hmm. it's okay to try it and not like it. Yeah. It's more exciting to try it and like it, but you don't know until you try it. Yeah, exactly. So why not explore and try anything that's new? Exactly. And on that note, <laughs> yes, on that note, this has been a very enlightening episode. Yes. I've had fun. 
I have um, too. I hope our listeners have had some fun with us. Um, with that said, please, please give us a like, uh, follow us, and feel free to give us a review. Mm-hmm. We want your honest opinion of what you think of our show. We really do. And but if you want to want... see me in that corset, subscribe to us on Patreon. Yeah, you are going to want to see him in that corset. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is how we get other followers and this is how we get people to listen to our show. And the more people that listen to our show, the more content we come up with because you, our listeners, are a part of this show and you send us messages and comments and we love to respond to your feedback And I know we have our answering your questions episode coming up in a few weeks. Oh yeah. That's soon. Yeah. That's soon. Yeah. So please send us your questions and your thoughts and we'll address them on the show. But until then, thank you so much for listening to us and we will talk with you next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast, where dating doesn't just stop because you're in a relationship. To have a happy and healthy relationship, we need to continue to put in the effort. For more information and a free consultation from me, please visit andrealarosacoaching.com. Until next time.